You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Welcome, everybody, to another QB Power Hour. I'm very glad to have you joining us today. Today's topic is updates and QBO, and we're very fortunate to have a senior product manager from Intuit joining us today to share with you some of the new features that are coming, and I think some of them you're going to be excited about. So very glad to have you joining us today. My name is Michelle Long, and I am from Kansas City, home of the Super Bowl champions. Yes, I am very excited, and I'm still very pumped, and I just got home from the big game last night. Very thrilled that I got to be there to see them, because we haven't been to the Super Bowl in 50 years, and it was so awesome. Anyway, I'm also a speaker for Intuit, author of five different books. You can check them out on um, Amazon, and I'd encourage you guys to join us in the Facebook group. You can see the link there, or the LinkedIn group. Love to have you continue the conversation in our groups. Dan, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, now, uh, 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 Michelle, I think you're uh, sharing the, the your, your web page, not the, the the presentation. So it's still uh, oh, it's still on the uh, fly there. Oh, <laughs> so that's wanna... interesting because it's showing that it's sharing the right screen. But let me. Uh, oh, oh, I see it. That. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. There you go. Hey, there's me all cleaned up. Yeah, my name is uh, Dan DeLong, owner of Danwith, former Intuit tech support, um, and worked with uh, some of the folks that are actually on the on the on the webinar with us today. Uh, recently, technically edited uh, QBO for Dummies, and um, yeah, we just try to evolve, uh, transform businesses through technology. That's uh, that's our motto there. So, um, speaking of technology, we have you know. One of the things that we're we're going to be talking about today is is the things that the ecosystem that we that we tend to to do our uh, work with our clients in is, is QBO and and we're going to be talking about uh, some of the changes that are coming up with uh, with QBO today. So Very good. And as a reminder, our QB Power Hour webinars are every other Tuesday at noon Eastern. Um, well, our next one will be February 18th, and then we also have the next uh, the next one on March 3rd. So make sure you've got those on your calendar, especially March 3rd. I think you're going to want to join us for that. We've got um, Transaction Pro Importer to show you all how you can import transactions. That's a great one. As you know, our QB Power Hours cover topics in desktop, QuickBooks Online, what's new, like we're talking about today. Um, we also sometimes talk about marketing and pricing. So, love to have you all join us. Um, here is the PDF of the slides, the recordings, and the podcast. So you can always go out there and access those things later. Um, as a reminder, uh, pay attention at QBTrainingEvents.com. After busy season, there will be a roadshow again, um, and there's always webinars throughout the month. So you can find those training opportunities at QBTrainingEvents.com. And Tuit does a wonderful job of providing free training for you all. So we'd love to have you guys join us for some of those. And now we'd like to turn it over and have Kristen. So Kristen um, is going to talk to us for a little bit. Um, she is a senior product manager from Intuit. So Kristen, would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. Hi, everyone. Good morning. My name is Kristen Cooper. I'm a senior product manager. Uh, I work on QuickBooks Online. 
and I've been at Intuit for about three years, uh, based in Mountain View, California. I have not done anything nearly as exciting as Michelle has going to the Super Bowl, um, but <laughs> I've mostly been spending time with my one-year-old son. Uh, my spare time, I like to quilt, and I actually was a former QuickBooks Online user myself. Um, so in a former life, I did the finances for a nonprofit out of New Orleans, uh, ended up doing a bit of a career change after business school, and now I actually work on the product. So it's definitely a product near and dear to my heart. Um, and having been in some of your shoes once to a certain extent, uh, I, I understand how exciting it must be to, to see the new changes coming down. That must Wonderful. be awesome. That must be awesome to 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 see be be the vehicle of change now as opposed to being the victim of change. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have all of the power. Um, not not quite, but uh, it it is really exciting, especially when we see that uh, what we're doing uh, helps customers. So uh, we love getting feedback um, from our accountants and and our customers. We we love seeing that we're we're on the right track. That's awesome. So, Kristen, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and launch our first poll question so we can see what people are currently using. Are you all currently using desktop, online, both, or NA? And remember, if you want to type in any questions or any comments or anything like that, remember you can use that question box to type in there. We do have a couple of Intuit people helping us to answer your questions today. Um, so you just got to type those into the question box, and we will answer those throughout the webinar today, um, but for right now, if you can answer that poll question, and um, Kristen, I love that you have some experience with working with QuickBooks. I think that is awesome as a product manager, because you can understand the end user's perspective as well, so I love that. Yeah, I think that's something that even though uh, not all the product managers at Intuit were former QuickBooks users, you'd be surprised actually at how many have some kind of connection to, to small business owners, um, and it's definitely a being connected to the customer is definitely really important across the company. Yeah, that's great. When I first started with Intuit, I had a small business uh, as well. So I actually learned what other people were doing and then uh, used that myself and then relayed that uh, as, a, as a tech support agent, you know, my early days on the phones. Wonderful. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and close this poll question, and I'll share the results because I absolutely love it. 33% of you are using QBO, 8% desktop, and then 60% both. So I think that's great. I hate to say this, but I love seeing that desktop-only number going down because, gosh, if I had to go back and work with desktop now, it seems so clunky and dated to me. So glad to see a lot of you are making the transition to QBO. All right, Kristen, if you want to go ahead. Yeah, so this is just some context setting. So this is a really text heavy slide, but we're going to go through it because it's going to give you a, a picture of what we're going to talk about today. So uh, for those of you that are working on desktop only, this will maybe be a, a little incentive to consider switching over to the exciting world of QBO because that is what we'll be focusing on. We're working to evolve QuickBooks Online to enable uh, right for me experiences for both accounting professionals and small businesses. So what we found is that our customer base is really diverse and a one-size-fits-all solution is just probably not the best way to go. We want to try to tailor our product more to what our specific customers need. So for small businesses, this means more intuitive workflows and terminology to help them complete the key tasks accurately. Um, and just in general, help them feel the product is, is a little more understandable and less intimidating. Meanwhile, for accountants, 
um, will continue to involve the experience with innovations that help you save time, given that you often work with so many different clients, um, and help you better serve them. Um, so these innovations will help small businesses and help them keep using the product, uh, which will hopefully increase um, the user base and open up growth opportunity for, for accountants that use QBO to find new clients. Um, it also keeps businesses out of the, the messy accounting entries. Um, they often call out as, as confusing obstacles and, and can lead to having some errors um, and inaccurate data entered in. So hopefully we're trying to make this uh, product not only easier to understand and less intimidating, but also uh, put guardrails in to make the data more accurate. Uh, right now, we are releasing these changes to a very small subset of customers. We're looking to learn. Um, so we don't want to just assume we know what's best and, and release this change to the entire customer base. We want to start slow uh, and gather feedback as we go along. Um, so most of these changes will be in an early learning phase. As we are going to get feedback, that means these uh, early experiences may also change with that feedback. Um, and so that may not represent the final experience we release broadly, but it will give you a taste. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, we are always trying to get customer and accountant feedback uh, about our product. So we started by getting feedback from our um, business owners. So what we found is talking to our business owners, um, they often said they just, they got so confused uh, when they would try to go into QuickBooks. Um, so like this quote, I'm a pretty smart person. I know how much I make. I know what I spend. I just cannot figure out how to see that in QuickBooks. So these are business owners that, yeah, they are really smart. They are the expert in, in their business, but they're not the expert in accounting. They are not the expert in QuickBooks Online. Um, I think another really memorable quote uh, is we talked to a business owner and we said, you know, how can we make QuickBooks Online work better for you? Um, and she pointed to her brain and said, put an accountant's brain in my brain. Um, and that was the only, only thing she could think of to make QuickBooks Online work better for her. So she basically recognized that one, QuickBooks Online is meant for accountants. That, that was the, the message that she was getting from the product and, and that it would never make sense to her the way it currently was. Um, and we thought, yeah, uh, business owners and accountants are really different. Uh, what can we do about that? So we recognize that, you know, these two groups of people, these business owners and these and, and our accountants, they're never going to be served perfectly by the exact um, same interface and, and product. They, they have different needs. So the business owner, they need to manage their customers, their work, their money. Um, accountants need to be able to work efficiently. Um, we have a lot to do in a short amount of time. They need to make sure everything is accurate. Um, uh, they're focused on compliance for taxes, financials, and growing business. Um, so how can we currently have our, have our product do both of these things um, and meet the needs of, of diverse users? <laughs> what we decided to do um, was say, you know what, we have these two distinct users. Why are we trying to, to squeeze everything into, into one product in this one size fits all? Why don't we um, consider having a business view for owners and an accountant view for accountants and experts and people that are just already really familiar with the product? I think we're a little delayed. Oh, we're giving you a poll. I can't hear you. Okay. Just so, Kristen, I'm sorry. I don't know what is going on. So, I'm launching a poll question so okay. I can pull the slides up in um, Google Slides because I don't know what's going on with PowerPoint that we're getting these blank slides. So, right. I'm going to do this poll question. You guys can talk for just a minute. <laughs> So I had a, I had a question, Kristen. 
Um, is the you know, and, and we'll probably you'll probably talk about this as as you go through you know the the little pre the the presentation, but um, as we talk about you know a, a business owner versus versus an accountant and changing some of the the terminology, I, th I think a lot of people uh, had real had seen this and didn't really realize what what it actually was uh, mm -hmm. as, as some things are maybe rolling out. But is it something that is is unique to each user? So like uh, one user could be on the business view and another user could be on the accountant view if they so desire. And does it stay that or stay that way? Or is it global for all business users as opposed to accountant users? Yeah, that is a really good question. Um, so uh, the view, uh, whether it's business view or accountant view, that is something that is specific to a user. Um, so that there's multiple users in a company and somebody feels more comfortable being business view. Maybe that's the owner, uh, but maybe there is um, an in-house bookkeeper uh, or something like that. And they feel like the accountant view is better suited for them. They can be in the accountant view. Um, and then I also, you mentioned something about, you know, globally and, and all users everywhere. Um, you know, again, this is something we're starting with a small subset of users. So um, there's going to be a, a lot of users today that don't have the option they're just they're in our they're seeing their classic quickbooks which is what we're calling accountant view um mm -hmm. and they're not going to have the option of business view yet so that's something we're again we're working on on just learning um however uh you are able to change business view to accountant view and and we'll look at how to do that um okay. but it is a setting that, that each user is able to change um, and it is not permanent so if you try business view and you decide accountant view is better for you you can go back and forth Okay, or if you're good. an accountant and you're just trying to see, you know, how can I walk my client through something and they're in business view and how am I supposed to know what that looks like? You can make that change and, and then change back again. Very good. Very good. Okay. Thank you guys. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and close this poll questions and I'll share the results with you because it's, it's great. Dan, 81% of them get their, um, Keep updated with QB Power Hour. Yay! Yes. We're so very glad that. Another 42% social media groups. Hopefully you're joining our social media group, the QB Power Users Group. Um, you can search for QB Power Hour or QB Power Users on Facebook and joining a, join us out there. There's also other you know YouTube videos in the No webinars that Intuit has available for us pro advisors. Um, the blog is out there. Um, and then I noticed on here too, calling support. And I noticed in some of the questions, some of you are talking about support and some payroll problems or issues that you're having. One of the great things as you move up the tiers and the levels of a pro advisor is you get a higher level of support. Um, so I encourage you to earn those certifications, the advanced certification, and, and, and do some of those things to help you advance through the tiers of the ProAdvisor support um, because that's going to help you. But there's some very specific pay payroll related questions out there and those are really not, you know, the topic of today's webinar. So I, I'll see if some of the Intuit people can answer those or direct you to somebody that can help you with that. All right, I'm going to go ahead and hide the poll question and Kristen, you're good to go. We should have uh, no white slides now. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> I apologize for that. No worries. All right. So uh, picking up where we left off, we were looking at business view and accountant view. So again, accountant view, that is just what you have been seeing in, in QuickBooks Online. It's it's the classic, the original, um, and it's not going away. It's, that, is a, that is accountant view, and it's something that 
um, as I mentioned, you know, we have an intention and, and see the possibility for continuing to offer, um, you know, additional innovations in, in account view to make it even better for, for accounts to be able to do things accurately and efficiently. Um, right now we're looking at business view. So what is it? Uh, business view, it displays new terminology, navigation, guidance, data visualizations, and all of these are tailored to help uh, business owners get more done with greater accuracy, feeling more confidence in the product, feeling that it's not something that requires an accountant brain in their head. Um, so if uh, you're looking, you can see a, a couple of the visuals here. Um, I know you're all very familiar with uh, the Global Create or the Plus New menu. Um, so this Plus New menu is um, the Business View Plus menu in comparison with the Account View Plus menu. And we'll be able to look deeper into that. But you can see it's organized a little bit differently. Uh, the language is a little simpler. Um, and then you have a cash flow vis visualization on the dashboard. So this is something we're also learning about. Um, and the idea is to give business owners a snapshot of what their historical transactions aggregated all together um, have been. It's something that we've heard a lot from business owners would be really helpful to them. So we're trying to, to respond to that. Um, so how are you guys actually gonna see that in, in your own clients' books? So it's just, as I said, a subset of new customers that signed up with QuickBooks Online after 2019 that will see the business view if they have self-identified as owners. Um, and they'll see this uh, create menu. Um, they'll already be seeing, possibly be seeing this. Um, and also, uh, even more recently, the cash flow visualization is something they'll, they'll also have been start seeing um, as of last week. Um, so, so these that's, are that's Kristen, that's actually a good call out there because when you said the self-identify, so in initial setup, you know, there's that question of who are you? Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe a lot of people didn't even realize that that is, that's what's driving this. You know, when yeah. you choose owner, then that's a, a business owner, right? I mean, yeah. that, that, then they would see the, the business uh, aspect. If, 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 they are, if they are listed as the accountant and they say they're the owner, what what would actually happen uh, with the with the quick create quick create uh, menu? Yeah. So um, when you say listed as the account, do you mean are are they are they so signed in? Yeah. So let's say they're creating the company uh, for a side business for themselves, or they're creating the company to set it up, but they choose you know so they do it in their in their QBO way. So yeah. they're listed as the master admin and the accountant, uh, but then they start the setup and they say, I'm the owner. So QBOA what? is going to be defaulted to um, accountant view. Okay. Yeah. And so Kristen, we have a question. A couple of questions came in. Okay. So if our QBOA is giving us the accountant view, when we're talking with our clients and we're trying to help them and trying to tell them, go click on this. And if theirs says make a sale instead of invoice, that's going to make it more challenging for us because we're not seeing the same thing that they are. So can we toggle into business view when we're helping our clients or how is that going to work when mm -hmm. we're seeing something different than our clients are seeing? Absolutely. Um, so uh, the intended behavior is that you should absolutely be able to, to toggle into a business view from QBOA. Um, there was an issue that's currently being fixed uh, where, where that wasn't possible. Um, but that, that was a problem and it's, it's actually being fixed. So yes, 
um, when you're in QBOA, you absolutely will be able to, to toggle into business view to be able to see, okay, and this is what my client is seeing. I can now walk them through this and, and use the language that they're seeing to make sure they understand. Okay, because I, I, I think that's very important and, and based on a lot of the questions other people do as well that we have to be able to see the same as them. I know it's hard enough when our clients use a label, like instead of customers, they'll say donors or clients or whatever, um, or with locations, you know, they might have territories or divisions and, you know, they see something different. For us, we have to remember that they may have mm -hmm. used a different nomenclature for naming those things. So if we could have that same view, I think that's awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Are you ready for the next slide? Yes. Oh, here's more details. Um, there you go. Yeah. So here's a, if, if some of you were struggling to read, um, we, we wanted to, to make it a little bit bigger for you. Um, so here is the, the plus new menu in business view and account view. So you can see um, there are differences both in the names of things. Um, so as Michelle already pointed out, make a sale um, in business view is sales receipt in accountant view. Um, instead of invoice and accountant view, it's uh, send invoice and business view. Um, and then it's also organized slightly differently. So um, with business view, again, we're trying to map to the, what is the mental model um, of small businesses? And after talking with many small businesses, we found they kind of think about things in terms of, you know, money or cash coming into my business or money or cash coming out. Um, and then there are sort of like other things and the things in the other um, are more related to tracking mileage, adding customers, adding vendors, um, those kinds of things. So this is another something we're learning about. Um, and again, we're, we're putting this in the product and then talking to our customers um, and seeing. And, and in our, our initial conversations with small business owners is the responses have been very positive. Um, uh, one one uh, quote I got from a, a customer just the other day was that, you know, when they looked at, at the accountant view and they saw that the column headers were customers, vendors, employees, other you know, well, she didn't really have a lot of employees yet. That was maybe something she was thinking about in the future. Um, and it was a counseling business. So she didn't really think of herself as a sales business. And this idea of, of being so focused on customers and vendors, it didn't really seem to fit her business. Um, she did said it, it didn't really seem seemed like it was something for her. And yet the money in, money out, that felt kind of universally applicable to her, to her business. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed um, when I was, um, with time activity, um, you know, here in the business view, it just says track time and that takes you to the weekly timesheet. Um, if you did want to actually do a single time activity as a business owner, it was a, a little bit of a challenge to get there. So I think that that's one of the things that, that I think we're, we're, we're trying to just uh, get out there is that that simple option of just switching over if you wanted to, you know, rather than creating like, you know, bookmarks, to, or backspace over the, you know, the URL and then type in, you know, single time activity or whatever the, the, the unique URL is, you just go in and you switch it if you really need that, that option. Yes, um, that actually brings up a, another really good point that there, there are some things that are in the accountant view um, plus new menu that, that don't appear in the business view. Um, so single time activity is one such um, I believe inventory quantity adjustment is another, journal entry is another, um, and I know there's definitely been a lot of feedback of accountants that like, well, journal entries are so important. 
Um, so just to walk you through our thought process, we realize the journal entries are obviously a, a really important backbone sort of accounting tool, but it's, it's an accounting tool. It's, it's not something that's well understood by business owners. Um, and we, again, we're trying to make business view understandable to business owners, put kind of some guardrails in to, to make sure they're, they're not exposed to these things that, that are um, so accounting heavy that they're hard to understand and, and open up a big risk for sort of inaccuracy and error. That said, Dan, you brought up an excellent point that, that if, if there is something you really want to be able to do, creating a bookmark is an excellent option, as is toggling back and forth from business to accounting view. And so, Kristen, another question. If the client wants to make a journal entry, how would they be able to do that under that business view? Because there's nothing over there that says journal yes. entry. Right. So um, as Dan said, with single time activity, you can do it in business view. You just kind of have to find another way to get there. Um, journal entry is the only access point um, or sorry, the, the plus new menu is the only access point for a journal entry. So in business view, you're not able to make a journal entry. However, there is the workaround of doing um, a bookmark. Mm -hmm. The other option is to toggle into accountant view. Gotcha. You can toggle into account view, then make your bookmark, and then go back to the business view. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and I, I think it's a great idea for us accounting professionals to create the bookmark bar, because that way we can kind of fix it the way the client needs it, putting, um, putting the workflow in the right ordering, putting the names in there that they need or the terminology that they use. Um, and then we can export that bookmark bar and import it for our clients. Um, so I think that's a valuable service that we can do customizing this for our clients. So I, I think that's a great idea. And as we talk about, you know, future things in the, in the presentation, I can see that this is kind of the same mindset with, with what we're going to be talking about a little later with tagging. The idea of customization. Yes, absolutely. Um, tagging, we'll get to tagging. Tagging yes. is a really exciting, <laughs> versatile, versatile tool. All right, so uh, this is just a little bit more information about that, about that toggling uh, between business view and accountant view. So going to accounts and settings, um, going to advanced, you can see your user view. You can see, okay, I'm in business view or I'm an accountant view. Um, also because the, the interfaces, the appearance on the dashboard of the product will be different. You should be able to, to know which view you're in, but if you weren't sure, you can go here, and here is also where you can change it. Okay, so um, this talks a little bit more, if it was hard for you to see, uh, just comparing the menus side by side, how they sort of translate into each other. You can see all of the different translations now. Um, so in addition to having this money in, money out um, kind of paradigm or, or mental map for the plus new menu, the other thing we were trying to do is focus on um, actions that the, that the business owner would actually want to do. Um, we found that in research and talking to customers, um, that made a lot more sense to them. You know, they're not necessarily thinking about a sales receipt. They're thinking, well, I'm, I want to make a sale. I made a sale. I want to enter that into QuickBooks. Um, they're thinking about not a vendor credit, but they're thinking about, okay, well, I, I received a credit. How do I, how do I put that into QuickBooks? Um, and then in business view, we also added a few more uh, entry points for things like add a customer, add a vendor, add a team member to try to make it more clear for our our business owner customers who have this 
short list of things that they're actually trying to do, um, how do you do that in QuickBooks? And if, and if you think about, you know, how, you know, QuickBooks actually started, you know, from people using Quicken to in QuickBooks, you know, that's that's what made that software so powerful is that, yeah, I know how to write a check, you know, but I don't know how to do accounting. So this mm -hmm. is still part of that mindset of, okay, yeah, I know I know I want to make a sale. I, I don't know that I want to create a sales receipt. You know, I just want money coming in uh, or, <laughs> or I want to send an invoice. It's, it's an action as opposed to uh, uh, the noun of, of what it is that they actually want to create, which we know as as working in it in the product for for, you know, for years, what that what that actually is. Um, and I remember desktop actually had a menu called activities, <laughs> you know, and that actually would be, uh, this is what I want to do. This is the verb. And that, that made more sense for people uh, using QuickBooks is this is what I want to do. And then visually, this is how I actually would do that in real life. And then the accounting goes on in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and again, we realized that for our accountant base, um, that, that may not be something you guys want or need, which is, which is why we're going to have these two instead of trying to, to force, uh, you know, both of those uh, functions and into one product is having two views. Okay, um, another transaction coming soon. So we mentioned that um, the navigation as well. Um, so we're, we'll be making some changes to the navigation and business view. Um, the first of these changes is the renaming of the banking tab uh, to the transaction tab. Um, so what we found is that uh, our customers, our business owners, um, the tr transactions as a name makes a little bit more sense. And for those of you who've been with us uh, for a long time, uh, myself included, may remember that I believe the center was named transactions also once in the past. And it's, it's actually changed back and forth a few different times. Um, our rationale for making this change for banking to transactions is that, yes, we think it makes more sense to users. We also think that it, it more accurately describes what you're actually able to do in that center now. Um, that center has actually grown in functionality. It's not just about connecting your your bank accounts and your credit cards anymore, you're actually able to connect apps as well uh, to bring in app transactions into QuickBooks like PayPal. You're also able to upload receipts um, and bring those uh, transactions and documentation into QuickBooks. So we feel that um, banking doesn't really describe all of the awesome um, and useful things you can do in that center. We feel like transactions describes it more accurately. Okay, so moving out of business view and accountant view, we're going to talk about um, adding some guidance, or rather diving deeper. We're going to talk about uh, adding guidance to expense workflows. Um, so in, in addition in our research, we found that you know business owners often struggle with some of the forms in, in QuickBooks Online. Um, they're just kind of uh, confusing to them. Um, so adding guidance to expense workflows is basically we're trying to Find a straightforward way to help business owners um, correctly categorize money out transactions by helping them categorize expenses, whether they're you know, business operation expenses, asset purchases, inventory purchases, personal expenses, some combination. Um, and so this is something that we want to add guidance on the expense form with questions that sort of um, 
are going to have really obvious answers so to, to guide them to to the right uh categorization so questions such as who did you pay um well this is a question that that a business owner can really easily understand without having a ton of familiarity with accounting um and then once they answer that question they will only be given um, the relevant expense categories to choose from on the expense form. So again, this goes back to what we were talking about with business view and accountant view and business in business view, what we're trying to do is not only make the product more understandable business owners, but also reduce errors. So accountants, you know, you can focus on personalizing and, and providing insights and coaching to your clients and you have less work to do with just the data cleanup and cleaning up categorization errors. Um, so the impact that would be to, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, um, I I could have used this when I was uh, learning uh, nonprofit finance. I'm not a CPA by any means. Um, but yes, so so this is something you already might be seeing um, in a subset of your clients um, in business view to see this added guidance. So again, not taking anything away, but rather adding uh, this guidance on top of our form uh, to try to improve the accuracy. Um, of, of client entry. Okay, and now we get to tagging. Um, so tagging and transactions. This is something that I think has been a long time in coming. Um, so the tagging feature, uh, what is it? Um, the tagging feature enables a business owner to track um, front of house data they care about in a flexible, flexible way. I think flexible is a really key word here. You'll see this is a really versatile tool. Um, and then be able to search for it and report on it without having to use the chart of accounts. Um, so what's changing? Um, initially tagging will just be available on expense and invoice forms, uh, but more types uh, uh, of tagging applications will follow. Um, and a small set of users by the end of January, so already by now, a small set of users now will be able to start seeing this experience. Again, we're learning, so we're starting small, and making sure we have have time to uh, get feedback from from our users. And just to, to talk a little bit more, you know, QuickBooks Online has a, has a very flexible chart of accounts. Um, you can create many different charts of accounts, uh, many different sub charts of accounts. I know when I ran the, the finances for a nonprofit, we had something like 200 <laughs> uh, chart of account items. I did not make that chart of accounts. I inherited it, um, and it it was it was kind of a mess uh, and what we what had happened was uh, we were trying to use the chart of accounts to get business insights about our nonprofit to know like where spending was happening um but the chart of accounts you know it's, it's really best suited to be a, a tax reporting tool but we haven't had a way to get necessarily a lot of other business insights you know there's class and location but a lot of times chart of accounts ends up being this tool that the, the business owners are trying to force to use to understand, you know, where am I spending my money or where is my income coming from? Tags is now something you, that you can use to understand those business insights. And so the hope is that we can also simplify the chart of accounts um, and that that'll also make tax reporting easier. Okay, um, so tagging frees up the chart of accounts to become the accountant's tool um a nice nice clean tool so uh what the chart of accounts was is insights derived only from accounts um and the new customers get a generic chart of accounts that's set up there's no constraints on account creation so as i said your, your accounts can kind of go crazy your sub accounts can go crazy um, and there was also not a lot of guidance um 
two um, tags. So tags are able to answer you know, business questions like what if, I, if I'm selling online, if I'm in e-commerce, you know, what's my most profitable channel? Um, as well as we're hoping to have more default chartered accounts based on the small business owner's tax form. Um, also hoping to have non-accounts uh, restricted and non-accountants are restricted in what accounts they can create. So trying to tame that sort of runaway chart of account um, and also uh, help me choose guidance built into the navigation to help small business owners pick the right transaction types and accounts at the point of need. Okay, um, so tagging frequently asked questions. How are tags different from classes locations? Um, like tags, uh, so there are some similarities. Classes and locations can be used to track data that cuts across, across different transactions and transaction types. Um, however, they are both single unwieldy lists. They're also not available in all SKUs. Um, with tags, each data dimension can be put into its own group for recording and insight purposes. So you can actually use tags in groups um, as well as across SKUs. And this makes reports easier to understand um, and ultimately will deliver the ability to create these multiple dimensional, multi-dimensional reports. Uh, for example, a sales report by store and by department. Um, also classes and locations are not going away. So what you're using classes and locations for now, um, I'm, I'm sure many of you have had to make difficult decisions. You know, there's many different things you wanna track uh, and you have class and you have locations. So kind of, okay, well, what's the most important thing I wanna track? I'll use class for that. Um, and the other things, you know, you have to kind of figure out other workarounds. Um, and then tags can step in and, and provide more uh, personalization. So is tags something that would be simple start essentials, all versions of, of QBO or, or specific versions uh, for only for tags? Yeah, so um, the idea right now is that the tags will, will be a, a functionality that's, that's available to all of our users. Great. And, and so I, I have a question too, Kristen. Um, with classes and locations, I think it's like a limit of 40 before you have to go to uh, QBO Advanced. Are there going to be some limitations with the number of tags that people can use based on their subscription level? Oh, that's a good and really detailed question. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to misspeak um, because I have not personally been been part of the, any conversations or decisions about that. So that's something I'll either, there might be someone on who's answering questions, one of my colleagues answering questions that, that might have the answer to that. But I, I, could, I don't want to misspeak. I don't think so. They could answer okay. that in the um, in the in the chat as opposed to the question box. Or if so, or if one of you wants to ask that question, that way they could answer it in the question box, and then everybody can see uh, the answer. Um, but yeah, Sorry, that's, Chris, a, that's maybe an easier question. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but no, maybe no, an no, easier fine. question. That's a really good question. So you mentioned that classes and locations are not going away um, mm -hmm. because that's kind of different from what I had heard previously. So the classes will st still be there and still be available? Yes. Um, okay. Oh, and I just, I just heard from a colleague. So there aren't restrictions on the number of tags, but there are restrictions on the, on the number of tag groups. Okay, so on the number of groups, but not the number of tags. Okay, so another question then. So in classes, we can't get a meaningful balance sheet by class. In locations, we can get a meaningful balance sheet by location because of the sources and things like that on source versus targets. Will we be able to get a balance sheet by tags? 
I, is it the working idea, at the source level? Mm -hmm. I, the idea is, is we want tagging to be we, we want tagging to be something that, that is available with all these different reports. Um, right now, balance sheet by tags is something we're still investigating. Okay. Can we have multiple tags on a transaction? Like if you have an expense form with three different rows, can you have each row have a separate tag, or is it one per transaction? You are able to have multiple, multiple tags on a transaction. Great. And then if we miss tag something, how do we go about editing the tag, do we have to do that individually, or is this going to be part of the reclassify tool? Oh, that's also a really good question. <laughs> um, we want it part of the reclassify <laughs> transactions tool. Yes. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think that's something that that I, I can't say that that's a. So it's again, it's something we're we're in the process of building um, and learning about. Um, but we definitely want want to be able to. To one, we can already bulk tag transactions that have been reviewed, and and I think making sure the accountant tools of reclassifying are really robust um, is something that that will definitely be be on our list to make sure we implement. Because we, okay, we want so, this to be as useful as possible to accountants. Okay, so I know you've still got some more to to talk about here, so I'm going to let you go ahead and talk, and then um, I'll ask you some of the questions that people are typing in. Okay, sounds great. Okay. okay. Um, how are tags different from custom fields? So we had a, a few more of these to go through. Um, so custom fields are used to track information that's relatively unique to each transaction. Um, for example, recording a purchase order on their invoice, less useful for reporting. Uh, but the idea is the tags are for tracking information that is across multiple transactions um, with the goal of making reports really meaningful. Um, tags don't impact your books or accounting. Um, so that that is really nice, uh, I think, because there's you obviously want the insights you get from your reports to be really accurate. Um, but uh, if there is some kind of mistake, or or if, an, if a, a client has a really specific question they want to answer through through tagging, um, it's not going to impact not going to impact your your accounting. What are the things you can tag? Uh, right now, you can tag money in and money out transactions like estimates and invoices, purchase orders, expenses, and bills. At the moment, you can't tag journal entries or transfers. You can't tag customers or items. Um, how do we keep clients from making tags a mess? Um, so again, nothing they can do can actually mess up or affect the accounting. Um, so the idea is that, that this is the place where they can just kind of go a little bit crazy. Um, but the idea is you can then reserve the chart of accounts, classes, locations, and custom fields for tracking this like business critical um, compliance related information. Uh, and then the business owners, if there are specific things that are important to them, they can track those front of house things however way makes the most sense to them by using tags and kind of keeping those things separate. Um, hoping that that is a helpful change. Will we be able to merge tags like we can merge other things? Like if somebody, if they have duplicates that we really need to merge to make them one, are we going to be able to merge them like we do other other list items? Yes. Like we can merge so that, accounts, we can merge customers, can we merge we, tags? We are we are working on being able to merge tags. That's something that we, we agree is, is an important functionality that we're, we're definitely going to be developing and working on. 
Okay. Before we move on, somebody, a couple of people said, can you give us a real life example? Like give an example of how and when a small business would be using tags and the reports and things that they might be looking at. Can you give a real world example for some people? Yeah. Um, there was actually one example that come that, that came up um, and it's one that I, I would never have thought of, but um, a business owner was was so excited about the idea of tags, um, and this relates to 1099 contractors. Um, and uh, the thing with this was, um, oh no, sorry, it was it was I think actually an accountant, and they were saying that um, they were going to use tags to track 1099 contractors, and we were like, well, but that's really weird because. There's there's already a way to do that. There's like a box that you check that says this person is a 1099 contractor. Why would you use tax for that? And they're like, well, no, 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 no. When people add the contractor, um, you know, the vendor, they don't they don't know. They don't know if they're a 1099 or not. Um, so we don't want them to like check that box. But if I can say if I can give people these instructions of when you're adding when you're adding a vendor and you think they might be a 1099 contractor for whatever reason, you know, tag them as a 1099 contractor and then, you know, I can go back um, and I can uh, check and actually go through it. And this will be like my to-do list. So that was, that was kind of an interesting um, thing that, that a customer mentioned. Um, another thing I mentioned is just, um, I've talked to a lot of e-commerce uh, customers, customers that sell things online, um, in multiple different channels. And right now it's kind of hard for them to know, um, you know, what is my best channel? Am I selling best on Amazon? Am I selling best on Etsy? Am I selling best on Facebook or through my website? Um, and then you combine that with people that not only sell online, but sell in person, um, you know, which, uh, which expo, which uh, pop-up um, is my best uh, pop-up uh, and being able to run reports in that kind of way uh, to know to know which channel is the best is is another way I've heard people thinking about using tag. Yeah, right. we had a we had a we had a, a, a QB Power Hour about reporting tips, um, you know, recently like about a month or two ago, and we were talking you know specifically about you know source and target. Um, where is the tag going to live? On a transaction in QuickBooks, if you if you can speak to that, is it is it globally? Like you put a tag and it'll be on every assigned to every line item on the on the on the transaction. So you can then that'll be a little bit more of a, a, a pivotal point where you can where you can run reports from. Yes. Um, that, that is definitely the idea. Um, okay. yeah. And, um, Kristen, here's another question for you. So with class tracking, we can tell it in the settings to notify us if a class isn't assigned. Is there going to be some controls like that or some settings like that where we can say warn us if a, if a tag is not assigned? Because if we start using tags, we want to make sure there's a tag on everything so that you don't have any, you know, not specified. Um, so is, is that possible? Do you think? Hmm. Um, that that's really excellent feedback. I, I definitely agree that if this is a reporting tool um, that users want to use, um, again, we're still learning, so we don't we don't currently have have the warning. We don't currently have that functionality. 
Um, but we're definitely going to kind of keep our, our ears open. And if that, um, if we find after talking with users and, and doing user interviews and, and testing sessions that, that there's a need for it, uh, we can definitely look into that. And so now, Hector, glad to have you joining us, Hector. My, my partner in crime until Dan has taken over. <laughs> Hector's got a, a good comment or question here. He says, tags are going to be like locations assigned to the whole transaction. No need to do like items. That would make it too confusing. But I thought you said we could have a tag on each line item of a transaction. Like locations are one per transaction, but with like mm -hmm. last tracking, you can specify one for each line or target of the transaction. So how are the tags going to work? Yeah, so tags on the header are going to be assumed to be on each line item too, um, and we're working on line, line item tracking right now. So okay. a lot of this is, is in progress. Gotcha. There was a, some, actually, uh, I saw one about, uh, someone was asking about Expensify, um, and that brings like a broader question. How, mm. how, how are the apps that are connected to QuickBooks uh, going to be fed this information, or are they not uh, at That's this point? That's a really good question. Um, so the tricky thing about, about you know, most of our, um, most of our apps is that they a lot of the, the app data goes directly to the books. Um, so I'd imagine there's you know there's there's an ability to sort of um, edit transactions after they've already been added to the books to add tags. Um, we're also going to expose tags in the APIs. Um, so I think it'll be a process for our third-party app developers to be able to to also um, take advantage of that. But that's part of the roadmap is that it'll be available and then it's up to the third party then to utilize that to synchronize yeah. that information back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, good to hear. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be exposing the, the tags. In the and are there going to be tags in bank rules? Like if we're setting up bank rules, are there going to be tags there? Another great question from Hector. <laughs> Hector is full of so many great questions. Um, <laughs> I, I think Hector was also, I, I don't know if I'm misspeaking with crediting him with coming up with the bookmark workaround for journal entry, but I feel mm -hmm. like Hector was the first place I saw somebody talk about that. Um, and I was like, Hector to the rescue, okay. <laughs> uh, we are currently working on um, adding tags to rules, so yes. Okay, and so um, I know we're getting down to, to our final 10 minutes, so we, a question I saw a couple of different times is, when are these things rolling out? When are we going to be seeing them? How do we know, like, when our clients are getting them? Um, is there some kind of priority for QBOA users to get them first? Or, you know, what's kind of the rollout schedule? As well as, is, is this U.S. only? Or what about Canada? Because we have quite a few Canadians on here as well. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately am not going to be able to sort of give, give dates. Um, but you've, you've seen in the slides we've talked through that for, for small groups of users, these things are already live. Um, there isn't so much a, a priority order. So unfortunately, that's not really possible in terms of having you know, QBOA uh, uh, clients get them, get them first. Um, as far as knowing whether or not your clients have them, um, some of these changes will be pretty obvious. So for example, getting you know, business view or something like that, like your, um, your dashboard is going to look different. You know, having the cash flow visualization on your dashboard um, you'll also be able to, to go in and, and, and have uh, 
have the owner see in their settings, you know, which view they're seeing. Um, as far as the rollout plan, right now, um, our focus is is going, you know, small and slow and, and testing and learning about these things before broadly rolling out. Um, so I can't I can't tell you when when these things are going to be available to everybody. Um, but I can say what the plan is, is, uh, as, as you mentioned, for things like business view, at least that, that users can kind of opt into or out of. Um, we're never going to make sort of like a once that's available to everybody. Um, it's also going to be available for our for existing users if they want to switch into business view. Um, but they're going to be able to make that choice. So if our existing users, you know, don't want to switch, um, then they'll just remain in account view. Um, yeah. And as far as Canada, yes. Um, and, and other regions. Um, so we're starting in the U.S. Um, and once we have gotten our learnings, then we will also be expanding globally to places like Canada, Australia. And okay. And um, I think a great idea for us as accounting professionals is, you know, to put together a newsletter or a quick video or however you communicate with your clients, send them out an email or a notification that, hey, clients, here's some new features that are going to be coming out in QuickBooks in the near future. And if you get it and if you have questions, you know, please contact. We're, you know, we're here to help you um, to learn how to use the new tagging feature or the, the business view or, or whatever, you know, for us to be proactive and let our clients know so that it's not a surprise to them. And that's one of the reasons that Intuit and us at QB Power Hour that we like to do this so that you guys are informed and you can keep your clients informed um, and kind of stay ahead of, oh my gosh, what's this? You know, so it, I think that's helpful. Um, Kristen, can you go ahead and talk about the resources and then we'll get to more Q&A as time allows? Absolutely. Um, so we can go for more information. Uh, subscribing to updates at firmofthefuture.com. Uh, we will be getting monthly updates. Um, it sounds like also regularly attending QB Power Hour is also a great resource. Being in the Facebook group, also a great resource. Wonderful. Um, Thank you. And um, I think we even had a poll question here. So I'm going to go ahead and launch this poll question. Which of the following resources would be most helpful for you as um, – the tagging functionality is introduced. So um, this is a question directly from Intuit um, on, you know, what kind of resources, resources do you all want um, and what would be helpful for you? And while they're doing that, uh, Kristen, um, Hector, all, again, Hector, <laughs> said it would be great to have a default tagging feature where you assign a default tag to a customer, a vendor, an account, or an item. Um, are we going to have the ability to do that? Hmm, a default tag that well, that would sort of be like a like setting up a rule, but for right. So like this particular customer is always this tag, or this item, you know, the the bookkeeping services is always a certain tag. Um, you know, right. being able to set defaults on some of that. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds like um, we're going to try to address that with rules and and extend rules um, to those non-OLB transactions. So just extend the rules to things like um, customers and vendors. So that's okay. how we're um, that. Great. And um, somebody, I just had this question I was going to ask, and now I, I lost it. Oh, here's a great question from Don. What about tagging ship to state? We're having trouble with reports being able to show the ship to state needed for sales tax nexus calculations. Is that something somebody could set up a tag um, and use that for? Hmm. So that's something I haven't 
I haven't heard yet from customers as a as a possible application. Um, that that seems like a, a perfectly good use of tags. You know, the thing that I really think is exciting about tags is that um, it is so flexible. Uh, it, we're, we're not putting a lot of constraints around what you can use tags for. Um, we have some ideas when we uh, designed it um, and, and built it of what we thought uh, accountants and business owners would use tags for. But you know, every time I talk with business owners and accountants about tags, they come up with a different idea. Um, and I think that's really exciting. I think this is something that, um, you know, as accountants, you, you spend some time thinking about and you guys are so smart and, and you, you work, you have, you have such a lot of, of expertise and experience. Um, I, I'm really excited to see the, the creative things you come up with uh, for tags to, to make very good. good for your okay, business. I'm going to go ahead and close that poll question, um, and I'll go ahead and share the results so you guys can see what other people answered. A lot of people are wanting a lot of resources here, um, so I think that's great. I'm glad to see people are interested and wanting more information there and everything. So I'm sure if you stay tuned into it's going to have a lot of these resources as well as training available for you, and um, we'll keep you updated on some of that as well. Um, I just had a question. I forgot it. Dan, do you, do you have no, a question? Well, I was I was wondering, you know, maybe we could put, you know, something on the 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 Facebook group, you know, as like a, a tag 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 resources, <laughs> and then as those things are, you know, as as I mean, these are great questions and use cases that are that are coming in, so that we can kind of corral the feedback you know, from, from our power users and, and uh, have that uh, be a, be an outlet for them as well as a, a, an intake for, uh, for someone like Kristen, that's, let's hear more about how these creatively are going to be used. And then yeah. we can also see, you know, feedback the, the, the resource guides, uh, you know, if they're going to be created uh, links to be able to, to utilize, you know, so that's a synergistic uh, way to to get those you know feedback to you and then resources to uh, to the people using them. That's a wonderful idea. And another wonderful idea, I think, is going out to social media like the QB Power Users Group out there, going out there and sharing your ideas. You know, once the tags start rolling out to your clients and stuff, share how you all are using them with your clients to help give other people ideas. You know, like for our nonprofit, we're using tags for you know the the grants that we're getting and for the programs that we're doing and for this and for that and you know sharing your ideas and your use cases I think is going to help other people to do that um, but I do really love this comment because I agree with it totally um, from Deborah thank you seems to me that unless we can require tags so that option that reminds you like with class tracking that reminds you if you don't have it use rules for tags and have default tags and be able to reclassify tags um, that it's going to be a lot of mess and to do about nothing. So there's a few key things there that I think a lot of us pro advisors and accounting professionals really would like to have in there to help mm -hmm. control it and clean it up if, if we do have some messes. Um, but Absolutely. I think it's exciting, and I love, Kristen, that you guys are working on these new things because this, to me, seems like it's really going to help us get a lot more flexible and more powerful reports out of QuickBooks. Do you agree? I definitely agree. Um, I definitely agree. Um, and 
I'm glad that there's there's such engagement um, from the accountant base and enthusiasm. And I think, you know, just just keep that feedback coming because um, we are just at the very beginning of this of this journey with tags and we want to get it right. Um, and it's really helpful uh, when we have uh, feedback from from accountants that know the product so well and know their clients. That's right. So you accounting professionals, don't forget when you're in QBOA, click on the gear in the upper right corner and then on the far right column, you'll see send feedback. And the product managers like Kristen and people at Intuit, they see that feedback. They see that it came from QBOA, so they know that that's coming from an accountant's user. And they really do look at and listen to all that feedback. Um, and it does help make the product better. So, Kristen, I know you have a hard stop, so I really want to thank you for sharing this and for working on it um, and keeping us accounting professionals up to date on what's coming with um, the new features in QBO and things, so I really appreciate that. And Deb says, thanks for the excellent QB Power Hour, very informative and helpful. So thank you, Kristen. We appreciate you joining the, joining us. For everybody else, don't forget, the next one is on February 18th. We'll be posting that topic soon. Don't forget any training that you need all month long. You can go out to QB training events, and you can always see the training out there. Every month there's webinars ongoing, and the roadshow will start up after busy season. We want to thank you, and we will see you all around um, social media. Um, and one last Last quick poll question, did you learn something new today? And hopefully you all did because this is all new stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people said thank you, awesome insights, great stuff today. So we really appreciate um, we appreciate you, Kristen. So thank you very much for joining us. Dan, thank any so last comments? No, it's, this, is, this is fantastic. I mean, when I, when I worked there, typically the first call of the day was when I learned that there was something new. Uh, because somebody would find it. Uh, so to be, actually be ahead of that curve is is a, is a great feeling um, and not to be surprised when something like that does change. Uh, this is great. Great. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close the poll. We had 100% of the people who learned something new today because this is all new. So we will continue to bring you updates from QBO as well as other great topics. So thank you, Intuit. Thank you, Kristen, um, for the Intuit people helping with the Q&A and everything. Um, and, Dan, thanks for coordinating everything, and thank you all for joining us today. Okay. Right, you guys have a great day. Um, we'll see you all later. Bye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.